welcome to Lead with Clarity, where we help you focus on what matters most. I'm your host, Scott Sutherland, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shondell. Shondell, what's one word that would describe how you're feeling right now? I'm going to say fabulous. Ah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. What's your one word? Anticipation. Ooh, is okay, the that's word. a good one. All right. Yeah. Well, Anticipation. Good. I like it. Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about how to have hard conversations. You're very good at this, actually, and you've become good at it. Hmm. I uh, don't like them. I do them, and I do a ton of conflict resolution with people, mostly because I don't like conflict. But I don't like what happens when you don't have conflict more than I don't like the conflict. And I think that's where we want everyone to get to. Uh, I've learned in my time that the kind, loving thing to do is to have conflict. Yeah. From what I've understood about having conflict and having hard conversations is that, uh, one, I, I think we... You know, we, we don't look forward to having them because of past experiences yes. not going well. Yep. And it can be really difficult to keep your emotions in check. Yeah, there's some neural pathways in there that would need that definitely have to be challenged. And we want them challenged because the end result is so much better. I mean, yeah. like I have people that don't want to have conflict with me and I don't have a real relationship with them. It's very surfacey. And then, like with you, like you didn't like have hard conversations when we got married. Right. But man, do we have good ones and very productive and they last real quick and it's awesome. Yeah. It's, they don't have to drag on. I mean, you can, you can address something very, very quickly, almost like within a matter of seconds and be done and over it. We had one of those just the other day. Oh, yeah. Where we were both a little like snippy at each other. Yeah. We apologized right away, confronted the issue, and got over it. Yeah. And that kind of, let me just pop, walk people through that. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Um, you were being snippy, and you're not usually snippy. Yeah. So you were a little snippy, which subconsciously made me all feel insecure, rejection. I'm not understanding why, but I'm irritated too. And so I snip back. <laughs> And I go, and then, but I realize, wait a minute, what am I doing? I go, hey, I'm sorry, I was a little snippy there. And then you immediately, because I owned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You turned mm-hmm. around and said, yeah, same here. I and and I said, gosh, you know, I I I apologize for for my snippiness as well, and I'm not sure what is going on with me right now. And that was super helpful because I know that I kind of get mad and get over it really fast. And like, if I'm mad, I could, it might've been either something that happened two seconds ago or maybe four. For you, if that's happening for you, you've been upset for a while or it's been brewing. And so it's funny because I was sharing this with a client, um, I was sharing this example yesterday and I just said, listen, if that happens to Scott, the world needs to stop and we need to really figure out what's going on because it's very different. My snippy is different than your snippy mm-hmm. and yours, uh, it takes you a long time. You got that long fuse and so we need to stop. Yeah, right my here, fuse right has gotten now. a lot shorter though lately. <laughs> it's weird. All of a sudden, it seems like I can go from zero to a hundred in a hurry. <laughs> That's because you're, you're doing a lot. <clears throat> got a lot on your plate. Yeah. So let's talk to about these hard conversations. So we're just kind of saying we have we have some in the moment, which are just hey uh, snippy, but we are both had enough self awareness. 
yeah. to stop that conversation and say, hey, sorry, hey, sorry. And then we were able to jump back into work. Yeah. I, and I do think it's important to address what is the issue? You know, what is going on? Why am I irritated right now? Right. And that's all about emotional intelligence. Correct. And having like just being so tuned into your own body, your own tone, all those different. But what we're going to talk about today, right. you've got a really good outline about how you go after hard conversations that I think is really effective. And by the way, we're going to be starting a new thing on our website called the Cavu series. Um, I'll talk about a little bit more about it later, but your first one has a lot to do with hard conversations. We're going to call it Porch Talk with Dr. Scott. Or no, what? No, Porch, Porch Talk, Talk Doctors. Doctor. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited to have uh, your ideas. Okay, sorry. That was a little segue. Let's go back to right. hard conversations. Yeah, well, uh, rule number one is to care more about the the relationship yeah. than the problem or yeah. the situation that you're having. That's good. And as long as you, that that's rule number one. And as long as you really do come at this situation, this problem, whatever it is with this individual, and you care about restoring the relationship more than addressing what you, where you think maybe you were wronged or whatever the case may be, right. you're going to, you're going to be stepping out in the right direction in having this hard conversation. Mm, so true. Rule number two, be kind. You don't have to be forceful. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to get mad mm -hmm. or, you know, display any kind of emotion that might actually then end up triggering yeah. your listener. Yeah. And then rule number three is be direct. Mm -hmm. Say what you need to say. Do it very clearly and uh, under control. Yeah. So do we get to talk about all three of these? All three of them. <laughs> yep. They're right on. And I will tell you, the one I struggle with most, I wish I had a little poll here mm. to ask everyone, because I think everyone will be very surprised that mm. the one I struggle with out of all three of these is being direct. Hmm. I, you'd think so, because yeah. I'm a very direct communicator. Right. But when it comes yeah. to having conflict, um, I'm so worried about the relationship. I'm so worried that I'm not mm. being perceived as being kind. I get really introspective on myself. And all of a sudden, my focus has left about improving the relationship, being kind. And I start like, oh, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. I start like backsliding. Mm. And so I'm not very direct. And then I get, and then the person doesn't understand what I'm saying. I'm not being direct. And then I get mad. So then I'm not kind anymore. So this is yeah. a real thing that we have to be very aware of our communication styles. So in other words, right. I lead with my high eye, which is influencing. Yeah. I want people to like me. I really want to be liked. I want to be seen as this really nice person. Right. This is the fun-loving otter. I'm the fun-loving otter. And then I'm not yeah. really clearly communicating. And it's not going well. And now I sense the rejection because I don't know what I'm talking about. And then the lion comes out. Yeah. And now I'm extremely direct and I'm not in a good place to do that. So mm. I've been really working on my directness. How about mm. you? What's the one that you struggle with the most? Well, believe it or not, I mean, you would think based on my uh, personality style. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at my behavior style, because I am that lower I, yeah. I'm the reserved mm -hmm. communicator. And I've got that high S steady. So I am the golden retriever. Yeah. However, 
um, direct is not my problem. Mm-hmm. It's more being focused on the relationship. Yep. And that is truly where I struggle. I think I'm good in the kindness mm-hmm. area. But I can remember some of my earlier days in the dental office when I'd have to confront something that maybe one of my staff members did and, and I needed to address it. I wasn't always too focused on the on the relationship yeah. part of things. And, and even though I said what I needed to say, a lot of times um, people wouldn't wouldn't leave the office, um, you know, knowing that, oh, boy, I really appreciated what you had to say, and <laughs> thank you for correcting me. Okay, everyone, and, they left in tears. Yeah, <laughs> right. It, and, and thinking, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> but after you did the work on the values, and after you really understood these principles, and I, I think that's what we want everyone to understand, that um, there's, you know, the leadership is different. Like I was kind of born a leader. I have to, I have to unlearn some things, you know, for you that this has been a journey of learning leadership. And in your days before, when people would leave your office crying, you just didn't have the skill set. You didn't know how to, um, take your conversations back to values. You didn't know how that you were wired. You didn't know how other people were wired. And so you were having conversations like you would want them versus how that person needs to hear it. But man, I mean, you're such a quick learn and now uh, you have, well, I'll tell, I'll brag on you for just a second. I was going to have you brag on yourself. I know that in those last few years of when we owned the dental practice, people would actually thank you. They would, you would give them the hardest news and they would give you a hug and say, thank you so much. Like, Mm -hmm. I really appreciate this conversation Mm -hmm. because they felt that you were investing in them. Yeah. That you cared. And Mm -hmm. so you were following all three of those principles. And man, you used to knock those conversations out of the park. You still do. It's amazing. You're so good at this. Well, and I really do think that when you're really clear about what it is that you want and, and when you say it in such a way where people don't misinterpret what you're saying because your, your body language is in sync with what you're saying, um, everything about the tone of your voice. We, we talked about this already. Mm-hmm. Tone of voice, body language, and then the words you use when all that is, is supported and is unified and working together, people really do get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they listen. Yeah, and they feel cared for. Right. Oh, yeah. This reminds me of when I would used to have coffee in the morning with clients. And I had a client at 7 in the morning. And these are real, these are actually good friends of mine. And we had a full conversation. They were facing me. I was facing kind of the line of people. And um, so we finished. I said, all right, thank you. And then my 8 o'clock was going to show up. So I went to the restroom in between. And I had a big slab of of, uh, toothpaste on my lip, like on the corner. You know how I get. You're always telling me on this. And I was so mad at these people because they were somewhat friends of mine, right? Like, I mean, I would consider them friends. And I was so angry because I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And the thing is, is that the reason they didn't have a hard conversation about is that they cared about their uncomfortable feelings more than they cared about me. So in their mind, in their mind, I'm sure they said, oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to make her feel bad. All this BS. Yeah. And uh, they did not want the uncomfortable feeling of telling me something that would make me uncomfortable. But in the end, they were not being kind. They didn't care about the relationship. They cared about themselves more. 
than they cared about me. And so I think from then on, I just really used that analogy of how that made me feel. I didn't feel right. And if you're working with someone and they don't tell you the truth, like it's really, really disheartening and, and you really don't, it breaks trust. Yeah. This is, yeah. The total difference between being nice versus being kind. Yeah. And it really is kind to point something like that out to somebody else. Yeah, and that's an easy thing. I mean, I think people, if they're listening, they go, oh, yeah, I would always tell if someone had something on their face. Okay, well, what if they have a habit in their life that Mm -hmm. really irritates you? What if their communication style, you realize that after they leave, everyone kind of rolls their eyes? What if they don't, what, what if they don't run on time and everyone talks about them behind their back? What if you're in a relationship and that person continues to do this behavior that just annoys you and you don't, you know, you're just angry all the time when you think about it? Like all those situations happen to us every day, all day. How do you then have that conversation? Is you care more about that person, like you said, number one, the relationship And then you have to do it in kindness. So what that means is, again, I will say it, self-awareness. You have to have so much emotional intelligence in this moment to know how do you feel. You don't go to the person when you're totally irritated with them. Yeah, right. You do have to have a certain amount of empathy for that other person. And when you do, and and let's just call it the proverbial uh, toothpaste on the corner of the mouth, (laughs) but it is something that, you know, does bug you mm-hmm. about this person. Mm-hmm. They come into your office and they do a certain thing and it triggers you. It is the kind thing to do to point it out. Yeah. But to do it in a manner in which your emotions are in complete control, you're you're empathetic toward yep. that person. That's right. You care about the relationship and you do it in a kind way. Yeah, and I love um, when I'm doing conflict resolution. I talk about you got to get the log out of your own eyes. A little proverbial saying, right? You got to first, like, okay, in the counseling world, we say what triggers you is you, right? So when you're upset with someone that Mm -hmm. someone does, you got to do some self work before you go and have that conversation. And so part of that is understanding, like, okay, why does this trigger me? And so I go back into my own, like, okay, is that because I'm a high eye and I just took it, you know, took that personally for you, you'd say, is that just because the person's being direct and I feel like they're forcing me to go fat? Like, is that my problem? So that's the best thing to do. First you realize, okay, how am I wired? And that's why we just want everyone to take this clarity report and have this kind of understanding about themselves. Mm -hmm. So how am I wired versus how this other person is wired? Like, that's the first question is like, is this just that we're different? Um, the second piece is understanding, like, is this something in me? Does th- is this person triggering me and that's my issue or is it really their issue? And then by the time you work through that and you go through the three, okay, do I care about the relationship more than I care about this? Then you, when you go to that person, you can own some stuff. Well, you know, so I mean, you know, I have conversation. Like, I'll, I'll go, Scott, it's my story that when you leave one dish <laughs> in the sink, that you want me to do the hard dish. And that's why you leave it in there. Is that true? Yeah. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to justify this for a moment. And I don't really understand exactly why I do that. But so take, take for example, we got a kitchen that's a, a, a disaster and you're welcome that I'm in there cleaning yes, it up. Yes, I appreciate no, it. I'm just I, w- I would have started that way. So That's right. That's I, exactly right. Y- you never know by the end of the night, maybe there's more dishes to wash. Mm-hmm. And if I have a pot 
that already has some soapy water in it, might as well leave it in there mm, until, you know, I, I were done and ready to go to bed. Because, yeah. hey, maybe a wine glass needs to be washed. Perfect. Which I do prefer to hand wash those. <laughs> okay. So that's a perfect example, right? Because I have right. this story. And that's my that, story. That you're leaving me the hard pot to do. Correct. I mean, and maybe that is my intention. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true though. Like, hey, I no, because I'm thinking like after we're done with our wine glasses, I just want to wash it real quick and then I'll be done. Yeah. But look at how my mind is like, oh, he leaves me the hard one right now. You're yeah. right. Uh, we always, when we go into a hard conversation, you have to know your personality that you're talking to. So if you're talking to someone like me, outgoing or more of the people spot, you definitely want to tell us what's going right first. You want to do the two, like they do the sandwich effect, two positives. You know, I mean, you don't have to say, hey, your hair looks nice. I like your dress. You don't leave dishes. Like you just, you know, right. <laughs> you have to say something like, hey, I appreciate the effort you've put into this. Like, this is amazing. I'm so glad I have a partner in life that wants to share this task with me. It means a lot to me. Yeah. And I'm just not quite sure about this one dish. Like it confuses mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. Like that would be a good way. Yeah. You know, you would want to prep into I appreciate you. you um, I was going straight into the conversation, but I appreciate you backing up because we do need to appreciate those kind of things. Yeah. And I think that was one of the main things that you taught me when I go into a hard conversation to make sure that that when I do, I build up the relationship yeah. first. Yeah. So I I tend to start with some appreciations. Yeah. And, and when you really do uh, speak to somebody's behavior style, you know, so somebody in the office who's a high C, mm-hmm. I, w- I would say to that person, hey, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you really care about your reputation and the quality of your work. And that's why I want to address mm, this perfect. because I really think that you, you care about this as much as I do, but here's somewhere where I think you could even take it to another level. Yeah. And yeah. so when you approach it like that, that really hits a home run for that person. Yeah. And someone like me, you go, I know you're just trying to really win friends and be liked. And, but you, the fact that you talk while you think over and over yeah. again can get a little annoying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having a, a high eye uh, otter who's a, an assistant who talks to the patient so long that it puts me behind. Yeah. That's not going to work for be, you. That would not. So I would want to appreciate the fact that, hey, we are here to build relationships with our patients. This is what we do. However, do let's, let's put time limits on that. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. Well, I think we should probably land this plane. And, um, I think it sounds good. Why don't you just review quick the first three uh, pieces of having a hard conversation? Okay. Rule number one is care more about the relationship than you do about the situation. Mm-hmm. Rule number two is be kind. Rule number three, be direct. Yeah. And I would say the add-ons is to be sure and be ready. Remember what triggers you is you really go through and tell your, figure out your story. What is it that you're telling yourself and like, what is the situation? And then be willing to share that in a humble, confident way. Right. And again, adding that directness with the confidence and the humble with the kind. And then um, know that person, know yourself well and use your emotional intelligence so that you, when you have that conversation, you can own your part of it. 
What a great conversation. I think we're ready to say goodbye. Get us under that 20 minutes. And so I hope everyone will go to shondellgroup.com. We always want you to ask questions. We can't wait to start answering your questions. We wish you the best. We're headed out on spring break, aren't we, baby? Yes, we are. We're excited. All right. So until then, be the best you can be today. Goodbye, everybody.